What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, joined, as always, by my good friend and distant cousin of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, the very (laughs) one and only Scott Bracey. What's going on, cuz? Hey, buddy. Happy Thursday. Beautiful day up here. What's it like down there? Same here. 72 and sunny here on the ocean in Atlantic City. Lovely day. Don't know how many more of these we'll have, but you got to enjoy while you got it, right? I agree. October 12th. 70, 72, you can't argue with that. Whew. Tough to beat. And, and and we're inside doing a podcast, so who's it on? Brilliant, right? That's all right. I'll be out of here in an hour and a half and be at my son's baseball game, which will be freezing cold tonight because that's how that goes. Yeah. It's awesome. So um, we got our college review and preview. Same with the NFL. I just wanted to open with this one thing. I saw, you know, there's always like a breaking point with popularity or like how much we like something, and then we start to look on how much we hate it. I think I might have found that point with the Colorado Buffaloes. Mm. I don't know if you saw any video of this, but I guess there was Shador uh, Sanders the like, with the something with the watch thing. Yeah, yeah. So and he's throwing this in the face of like I guess the fans of maybe Arizona State. Is that what it was? Arizona yes. State fans, and we'll get to that game in a little while. Um, Do we have to? <laughs> that's, everybody's <laughs> paying attention to Colorado now. Um, but I, I said to myself, I'm like, that's that's the point. That's the point where some people start to turn. And then you start to see video. I saw a video footage today of Travis Hunter coming out. Is that his name, Travis Hunter? Wide receiver that got hurt? Yes. yes. Against Colorado, like really like talking shit. Colorado State, you mean? Colorado State. I'm yeah. sorry. And um, I just said like, this is the point. Now it becomes, it was cool. Dion being there certainly drove the attention. But at some point, the attention has to be the product on the field. And frankly, we haven't seen a great product since the first two weeks. It's been either average or getting crushed. So even this last week, it wasn't great uh, no. against Colorado State. They should have lost. So it's, you know, the product is starting to become like not as desirable. And then you're going to throw in the bullshit that comes along with being prime time. See, prime was not like a douche. He was, but he wasn't. And he also backed it up incredibly. And now you're starting to be like, oh, this is who we are. We got the swag. Well, how about the product on the field? So when the product on the field doesn't match the swag, that's when people start to like get turned off a little bit. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we may kind of be seeing about that point. Um, with Colorado, that people might start to change their mind, start to be become even more picky about what they're seeing on the field because of what they're seeing, quote unquote, off the field. Well, we said this last week and two weeks ago. The media did them no favors, dude. In a way, they did because of all the attention helps with recruiting, but in another but way, now, it does. It now it goes the other way. Absolutely, because, like, because it's too much, too fast, unearned. You know, relatively unearned. Let's be real about who they beat this year. A, yeah. a, a, a super thin and graduated TCU team, a Colorado State team that doesn't even compete on that and kind of level. And a rebuilding Nebraska team. A rebuilding Nebraska team. Like, and then an Arizona State team that's 
has one win on well, the season or that, two wins no on a season. So yeah. like, if, you know, and they all count. I'm not trying to take away from it again. But see, this is what happens when it starts to be about the swag and the clips, you know, the clicks and the watches and the gold. And the, and now, now I'm going to start being real critical about you're better at the off the field shit than you are with the on the field shit. And that starts to turn people off. So and this is exactly what we talked about a couple weeks ago when the Oregon coach said what he said, because you're taking shine away from teams that are significantly better than them, national championship contenders. Oregon doesn't want to hear about Colorado, not because of Deion Sanders, because they're better than them. And this is what happens. You start to get a target on your back where people want to shove it up your ass, frankly. And I think that's where you start to see on that level. And I, I think you'll start to see that more on a fan level where people start to get turned off because it's more about... It's more about the clicks and what you do off the field than what's being shown on the field. And I meant, too, like with uh, the media doing them a disservice. If they were 6-6, six and six, went to a bowl game from a 1-11 turnaround, it would be great. But now it's people going to be like, oh, what happened to Big Shot? 3-0, you got blown exactly. out five games. Exactly. Too much it's, too fast. It, yeah. yeah. You yep. gave them too well, much credit way too early. And, and we kind of like shrugged it off that they got blasted by Oregon and, frankly, were – Handled by USC, even though they gave up some late touchdowns. That game was never in doubt. We were never wondering who was going to win that game. But they played really hard to the end. Got to give them credit for that. But, you know, against real competition, there's no competition there. Not yet. Not yet. So that's what I mean to your point of, like, we're giving them all this credit before they earn the credit. And then, now, if that all happened and there wasn't the watch and the shit talking and, you know, this and that, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't get the critique because it is an impressive thing just to turn around so quickly, but it's in addition to. Yeah, right, right. That's why. So I just looked at this. I'm like, this might be a reflection point where we look back and say, when did fans start to turn on Colorado? It could be kind of that kind of thing. Can you believe we're half over already? It, it so really depressing. is actually upsetting it, it, in a it, way. I it, do. It, it's so depressing. <laughs> it really is upsetting. Like, what do we got? Like six weeks left. Seven weeks left, and then championship weekend, and then like it's. And then but it's it gets cold. thin. Then that's when it's no, thin. It's, when it's only. Well, that's you know, like this weekend's a prime example. You know, Washington plays. We're gonna to oh it in a yeah. little bit, but Washington, Oregon, and one team gets almost chopped. Next week, there's two good ones chopped. Yes. USC, Notre Dame chopped. So now we're like, it's starting like not as be as juicy. Thin and out. It's thin and out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was talking with some of my students today because I guess I had one of the. I met. I had Fox Sports on, and on a scroll on the bottom, they were showing the rankings with the records. And, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, undefeated teams left. And some of the students were like, oh, my God, there's so many undefeated teams left. They're like, who's going to win this year, Mr. State? And I'm like, you watch. By the time we actually get to the end of the season, there might be two teams left that are undefeated. Maybe. 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 Maybe maybe not even two the way this season has worked out so far. So long way to go, but not a long way to go. And like you said, each week seems like an elimination week. And there certainly are a couple games. uh, Yeah, a couple games that I can see. This week that'll that'll play into that. Why don't we take a look at what um, what games went down last week that were interesting to you? Yeah, uh, the number two, one and number two teams, Michigan and Georgia, uh, win big, no problem. Um, Red River rivalry, yes, uh, tremendous, tremendous, kind game, of a dude. shocker, I, right? Watch the whole thing. Um, Oklahoma thirty four, Texas thirty. I thought Dylan Gabriel played great. I didn't think Quinn Ewers played bad, but he made I agree. He played a couple. He made a couple mistakes early, but they kind of weathered that out. 
Yeah, what Oklahoma, I took away from Oklahoma just made the play. They had the ball last week. And they, they had the ball just, last and went 75 yards in, I think, like five plays, which that's a little disappointing yeah. on the Texas defense side. Agreed. Um, to, to follow up on your Quinn Ewers comment, what I took away from this game about Quinn Ewers is that maybe he's a really good college quarterback. I just, I just don't know that the NFL pedigree is there. I, I don't know yeah. that I see it. I, like as I look and say, would I want him on my team? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I'm there with him. And uh, if you would have asked me that two years ago when I saw him going to Ohio State and like the arm talent and all the things he could do, I would have been like, this guy's a no brainer. And he probably will play in the in the NFL. I just, I don't know if I see it. I don't know if I see it. He's one of those guys another year in school would do him well. Probably, but he probably won't. Although, I don't know. With NIL money, now these guys might be willing to stay that extra year. Plus, you know you're not going to be one of the top two guys, so you might as well Well, stay. NIL money and the fact that, like, there's, like, off the top of my head, there's seven guys better than him. Like, if you wait a year. Yeah, I I could think of at least three right off the top of my head. All right, Caleb. Caleb. Caleb, Drake. Drake May. And Michael Penix. Bo Nix. Yeah, I also I mean, don't look. I look at I mean, him kind of in the guy. same light. No, but I he think he's an excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's gotten better. I think he's a really good college football quarterback. You know who he is? Oh shit, he's like um, oh my god, who's the guy that played for Texas? He's been in the league for a few years now. He's always a backup, perennial backup. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. He's Colt McCoy to me. Like really good, very productive co- bad, college yeah. quarterback. But I don't look at him as like a, a front line starting NFL quarterback. All right, Urs or Shador Sanders? <sighs> I, I I need to see Sanders do it against real competition. But I like to see him with a real line too. That's, yeah, that's, like that's, it's just yeah, it's tough right now. But it, off. Off of what I've seen so far, probably Sanders. JJ McCarthy? Yes, McCarthy. And I'm not I sure think. I'm not sure he's a a, a high end NFL I, quarterback I th- either. I think he I think he's another year would get would do him good in that system. You're probably Remember, right. They don't throw it a lot either, so he's a tough read. It's they very tough. And, 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 and they blow teams out and then he's out in the fourth quarter. Exactly. It's a very tough read, man. But it's he's like, bigger, like he's taller, more success, there's, there's big game big game experience. Like those things matter to me a lot. Any any Daniels Florida State or what? What not? Well, I'm not uh, Daniels. Travis Daniels Jordan. Uh, Jordan Travis, Travis. Yeah. I don't know which, yeah, which way yeah, it goes. Yeah. Uh, I I still for him to me it's toy toy. All right, so we'll, we'll put you, we'll put yours in those four guys like six to ten. Yeah, like that, yeah, you know, five to ten, somewhere in that range. So five another to 10, year, six to ten would be better. And then you, you know, there's going to be a fucking combine hero that always shines up, shows up for the, sure, uh, rides up the board. So yeah, yeah. But that's what I saw. Uh, like that's what I took from it. I don't see special. How about that? Like the shortest way I can say is I don't see special. I see really special with Michael Penix. I see really special with yeah. some of these guys. Even I know Drake yeah. May hasn't gotten off to the greatest start, but you just watch him and you're like Jesus, like. Big, strong, big arm, smart, quick release, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all there, you know? Obviously, Caleb Williams, very special. Um, so, anyway, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you, the kid, the kid came more to Washington State, too, you know? like Absolutely. He's a little undersized, but, like, super athlete, hell of an arm, great player. Yeah. I, yeah, and something about yours. I'm just NFL not there. wants now, dude. It's like, you know? Yeah, to a degree, to a degree. Uh, speaking of Caleb Williams, USC, lucky again. Dude, their defense. It's bad. I'm telling you, I don't know why this guy is still working. It's going to cost him a chance to play for a national championship game. Um, I, in fact, after watching that game, I'm like, this is not a playoff team. Like, no, they're I just agree. not a playoff team, and not for anything. 
even their offense wasn't terribly impressive. Caleb Williams had probably his worst game. It's definitely his worst game since being at USC. Dude, I'm up to toy. I'm watching that game. Me and my buddy texting back and bro. forth. And I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like, something's off. Like I watched that game. I remember I fell. I fell asleep like normal time, like 11:30 or something like that. And I woke up. It's 1:39, and the game is still on. And then it yeah, was the end me. of the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, oh shit! Now I gotta watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that's see what's funny to I totally digress here, but this is the college football I remember where I would I would wake up and I'd be up until two in the morning watching that yeah. last game, Hawaii yeah. versus San Diego State and enjoying it. So I'm glad that kind of stuff is back. Um another thing I noticed about that game, I know they played Arizona, but you got a, you got you got the best player in college football. You have a top ten team, half empty. Stadium's half empty. And that's a home. It was a home game. Home game. Yeah, I know, uh, dude. They could be doing these California is funny though, man. Pads. Yeah, you're right. Because well, they're going to travel. Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. Those games, travel out there. absolutely. I mean, even Wisconsin travels well. Iowa yes, tends to travel do. well. Like you'd be surprised because that's all those places have. You know, so they travel pretty well. Yep. Um, we called this game. I hope you put a little a little cash on it. Louisville, you're going outright wins at home against Notre Dame. Uh, our friend uh, Mike Dean from Dean Dome Sports texted me about halfway through the second or third quarter. He said, "I love listening to you guys, <laughs> and you're making me money because I took Louisville with the points <laughs> and the money line." Atta boy! And Atta boy. Uh, he and listen, it gets even better. He goes, so I won that. And next day, he texts me. He says, I wanted so bad to let it ride on Jacksonville because of what you guys were saying about Buffalo having to travel and Jacksonville was there. He says, I just couldn't pull the trigger, but he would have won that one too based off of what we were saying. So, And by the way. Making people dull too. We went 4-0 we in the NFL too. Woo! Hot around here. It's a money-making machine. Um, Notre Dame's cooked. Mm-hmm. Now they got to play spoiler. So what's uh, funny, I don't, just, I, don't, I don't know if they can. No, you say Notre Dame's cooked. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we were like, who's the head coach again? What's his name? Uh, Marcus Freeman. Freeman, right? We were like, hey, it looks like he's turned it around. Looks like he's doing a better job. Two weeks later, I don't know if he's going to make it to the end of the year. I, isn't that crazy? I Dude, he's not great. I wouldn't be surprised. There's so many questionable decisions. How they use Sam Hartman. Uh, I... They, they I have don't know. The best, they had the best, one of the best running games in the country, and they don't like. It, it just was strange. It was. It's, it's they strange. have a top ten. They have a top ten left tackle. Ah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that he survives this season. Because listen, we'll get into the preview in a little while. They're playing USC this week. They're gonna have some problems. So, real quick before we before we move on, we're back to Freeman. If they do decide to move on, which I don't know if they will, it's not their normal style. But they have no shot to go. They don't. No, they don't go after Urban, right? No shot. They will absolutely try. Don't you remember? Those are the rumors. What when he was leaving Utah? Well, that was way before he was touching girls at a bar and all the crazy. Oh, shit did that. dude, you know better. You know way better than me. That but, um, but Notre Dame's different. That's what they is want it to really? Say. That's what that's what they want to tell you. <laughs> that's what that's they want to tell you. That's Listen, what they want to tell you. I can. Here's two things I can guarantee you. Uh, well, uh, one thing they'll take a shot at that. They will reach out. You, th- I don't know. I they'll don't reach know. out. They, you gotta. You have to. You're if freaking. They reach out. If they reach out, he's going there. I don't. I, the only thing I'll say is I don't know how interested he is in getting back into the grind. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't mean yes yeah, or no. Yeah, I don't mean no. Ten, I don't really he's know. Health problems again in ten minutes, right? When yeah, goes, I, I just don't know. Healthy. 
Um, obviously, bad experience at Jacksonville. That didn't go well at all. <coughs> um, I don't know how much he wants to get back into that grind. But if he did, yeah, he's going to take that job. You, yeah. What better job are you going to get offered? And that's where he started, right? Under Lou Holtz as a grad assistant. So Is that how it started? Uh, and then yeah, he went to Bowling that, Green? And that's where he was like, between Florida and, Utah and Notre Dame, can you get me this many guys in? And they said no. And Florida goes, yeah, we'll let everybody in. Go ahead. What do you mean? Like as far players? Yeah. It was a recruiting like, issue? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. But, yeah, now his – his his um, what am I trying to say? Like his value nationally is different than it was then. He was the yeah. hottest commodity then. Now he's – I'll call it a bit of a reclamation project. What he did is not as bad as some of the coaches that we've seen that have been rehabilitated, we'll say. Correct. So, yeah. If he had been caught sleeping with that girl, probably not. But the basketball palm job, um, probably get away <laughs> with that. <laughs> you know it'll come back up though as soon as they even Oh yeah. Even as soon as there's a whiff that they're talking to him, they'll be like, Is this the Catholic Notre Dame way? like, you know, but That's tremendous. It would be freaking interesting as shit. Alabama's though. starting to revive their year here. They're starting to look like they're getting shit together. They're a winning little. college station. Milrow's better. Run the ball first, play action pass. He was throwing some dimes. I watched a lot of that game, too. He was Definitely. throwing the, the, the one receiver, Burton, emerged. Really good player. It was against Arkansas, right? A&M. Oh, A&M. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. I was thinking Arkansas. Isn't, they played um, Ole Miss. Yeah. That that's game a was cover for the kid. That game was exactly what we said it was going to be. Dude, we said it was going to be LSU, it? Ole Miss. Uh, um, you know, it's unbelievable. All over it's again. Un- <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um. I'm not so sure about Alabama being back. So I, don't I think a little of it I is agree. competition, who they're playing. I, I don't think they're bad. I just don't think they're what we think of when we think of Alabama yet. Well, that's true. They're not the Alabama that we know in the last right. 70 years, but but this is the, this is how Nick started with Alabama. Correct. Run the ball, defense, defense. special teams. Yeah. Um, what, he, what his specialty is is he knows who they are. Yep. He knows exactly who his team is, doesn't try to pretend to be anything other than who we are, who do we have, what can we do, let's do it. This is not a championship team, but this is still a good team, and they have an exceptional head coach. So, yeah. Can they beat, can they beat Georgia? I don't think so. I, don't think I can't so even believe I'm saying it, but I don't really think so. Georgia, I tell you what, man, that guy's doing some freaking job over there. Because yep. they just re- – they're the new Alabama. What we used to say about Alabama year after year yep. was they, they got to have a, a down year because all these guys are going to the NFL every friggin' year. You can't send 11 guys to the NFL and be good again next year. And Alabama used to do it all the time. We'd be like they just reload. And that's where Georgia is now, man. I mean, they just – they dominated again this week. I mean, again, again against crap, but just it's, – it's something else. But no, yeah. to answer your question, no, they cannot. In Alabama, um, it could be a really close game. It could be a nail-biter. I would love to see it that way. Super physical game that would be. Um, but in well, Georgia they, or neutral they, site, no. Yeah, it's going to be – if they do, it's going to be in the SEC championship game because they don't play each other. And yeah, that, I know Georgia has an easier path. They have Florida and Jacksonville, but that game's Florida stinks. And yeah. LSU, I mean, Alabama has LSU and Auburn still. So There's another coach What's on they, the ropes. Brian Kelly? No. 
No. Oh, oh, Napier, Florida. Napier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah, just yeah. you look, you watch them play, and you know what the problem is when there's when, everyone going back there. That's <laughs> I just like yeah, right. <laughs> Sperrier almost did that. Um, wh- when you watch a team that you've known for decades, and they don't look anything like what your your memory is thinking, there's a problem. And yeah, I know, I know that well. Yeah, you do. You know exactly what I'm saying. Like Rich Rodriguez, and, and this is what's funny. Like Napier's kind of the the new Rich Rod. Rich Rod was ridiculously successful. Were yeah. Tulane, West Virginia, and you had to be like at least cautiously optimistic and excited when he first got to Michigan. But then, almost like within a few months, you're like, this is just not a good fit. It just yeah. doesn't look like it's supposed to look. And Florida just doesn't look – even if they win a couple games, they beat Tennessee, which is a nice win for them. It doesn't look like what the Gators are supposed to be. So I think they – I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on at the end of this year. LSU wins a shootout in Missouri, which we called exactly. Um, they were down big early, came back up, and then blew it. And then – Yep. Dude. I, it's a very strange team, very un-LSU-like. Um I don't even know what really what to say. It's a little surprising. They do have some really nice personnel in certain spots, but um, there's going to have to be some soul searching at the end of the season. If there's anything that LSU has been known for over the years, wide receivers, number one, and defensive backs, defensive players, you know, yeah. number two. And defensively, this is one of the worst defenses in the SEC right now. So there's going to have to be like a real – a real internal review of what the hell they're doing or who the hell they're bringing in. Cause yeah. even if you, and, and even Chip Kelly, I mean, uh, Brian Kelly wise, it doesn't fit. Like, cause when he was at Notre Dame, like they usually had pretty good defenses. They were pretty physical, good defenses and they're not. So it's odd. Oh. It's odd. A win is a win though. Colorado sneaks by Arizona state. Yeah. Not a, again, not terribly impressive. And if you watched a game, which I did, they could have very easily lost. Maybe they should have lost. Um, Arizona's Arizona State is not as bad as their record is shown. They put up a really good fight against USC a week before or two weeks before. I think it was a week before or two weeks before because Colorado played USC. Um, but still, like, it wasn't impressive. They probably should have lost. And, um, you know, that we talked about last week that they needed this if they wanted to be bowl eligible because we looked at the rest of their schedule and – the, the the wins were going to be tough to get. So the good thing for them is this keeps them on pace. And to kind of counter what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, um, if they were to make a bowl game, that's quite a hell of a turnaround from where they were, probably the worst team in Division One football last year, even worse, worse than Northwestern. So a 30-something point per game differential on the negative side last year. And now they have a winning record. They're 4-2. and two. It, So it's nice. But – as we go through, they're gonna have a tough time finding wins. But yep. a win is a win. You take it. It was at home. Should have been. Should have been better. So, meh. Miami. What the fuck, dude? Was that dude. Was it you that texted me, or or no? My cousin had texted me. You got to take a knee. I'm like, what happened? And I go and see the highlights. I don't. I don't even. Like, I always try to, I don't know whether it's be devil's advocate or just at least try to understand why a coach does what they do. Like, to just so, because people are like, that was stupid. Well, maybe it wasn't as stupid as you think. 
because here this this and this you know sometimes you run a play because listen you you think they should run a ball in third and one but they're averaging 0.7 yards per carry the whole game they right. run. so you know you got to make coaching decisions and they don't always go well i got nothing on this one dude no. i have nothing i have nothing 30 seconds left or 35 seconds left and you're running a ball a team has no timeouts you take a knee the game is over there's no I got nothing. I I don't know if he was interviewed after the game or you heard anything about what yeah, his he was. What was his response? Brain he fart. Believe, he doesn't believe in taking a knee. The see, okay, then he, you don't belong he, being a head coach. He did that at Oregon two years back. Well, That's the problem. Well, but this isn't Oregon. This is the Stanford. East Coast. This is Miami, and this is how you lose your job. Well, he lost that game too. He did the but same. But then this thing. is what you it's deserve. Crazy. Then you reap what you sow, bro. There's no. Well, I don't, what does that mean? I don't about, believe in taking a knee. Didn't we talk about this in the pregame? I don't believe in this guy. This guy's a recruiter. He's. It's been proven that he's. Yeah. Dude, you gotta have to. You have to have a math guy behind you. So like, this ridiculous. doesn't take math. Well, are you trying? To, <laughs> are you trying to get the guy a thousand yard? Like, what are you doing? This dude? is a like, belief system. Like that just that blows my mind. I don't believe in taking a knee. Who says that? Awful. Awful. Who says that? It's like I don't believe in passing the ball. Like what? In fact, I just—that's inexcusable to me, and that's that's the kind of thing I look and I say, we don't need this guy here. Because if I, so, here's my question. Then this is—you don't believe in taking a knee when when you go and he and the when the um, athletic director has a meeting with the head coach and just says, "Dude, what the hell happened there?" And your response is, "I don't believe in that. I don't believe in taking a knee." If the athletic director asks you, "What are you going to do next time this situation comes up?" If he says, I'm going to run the football, I already, whether I say it to him in that moment or not as the athletic director, in my head, I'm like, hmm, wonder if Urban Meyer wants to take the job here. Like, bro, you just made a fool of yourself, these players, and this university on one play because of your belief system? Very bad. Unacceptable, bro. Just unacceptable. I figured it was something stupid like that. Miami's been... They were having such a good start to the season, too. I, I know. They blew out A&M. That was one of my picks. I, I picked Texas A&M on this show. I, I almost took Georgia Tech with the points because I thought it was weird. Why are they only getting 17? They stink. Miami's looking ahead. I didn't think they'd lose. lose. They might lose like that. It's just crazy. And again, Miami. Miami's just not the same without the Orange Bowl. They're just they look. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, there's like, five thousand people in the stands. Dude, they look like Florida International, dude. It's, it's rough. Crazy. It's, it's rough. They need to if they really want to bring this program back. They're gonna have to build their own stadium. They have to, bro. It's embarrassing. It's, bad. it's embarrassing. You have anything else? I have a couple that I wanted to bring up. Washington State, UCLA. This was one of those elimination games that we talked about. Washington yeah. State won on the road. Don't look now. UCLA is pretty good, dude. This is a yep. very dangerous team. And, again, in this conference, on the road, if you have to go to UCLA, you know what's funny about UCLA? Outside of Oregon, they may have the best defense in the conference. And we don't think of defense when we think of Chip Kelly. But they oh. have they have an exceptional defense. Um, I think we got it in our head because uh, Dorian Thomas, Michael Robinson, or whatever he is, graduated and he was like a four-year starter. So we thought, you know, got to be a big down year for them and then maybe recover. This is a good football team. Again, giving up, I don't care where the game was. You give up 17 points to Washington State, you're playing some pretty good defense. They don't score a ton. They only scored 25, and it's not like Washington State is a defensive juggernaut. 
But well, one of them was a pick six too. They gave up right. They're not terribly good on offense, but they are really good on defense. And you should not sleep on UCLA. It's funny because we really didn't include them in the title hopes for the Pac-12, but yeah, they might yeah. be the best defensive team in the conference, if not the second best team in the conference. Which so is that, crazy. That, I know, I know. In my lifetime, they've never been known for defense. It's never been like that. they got pretty uniforms, and yeah. you know, sometimes they nice have weather nice quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a great stadium. Um, so that was one of those. I was like, oh, elimination game. Uh, the Ohio State-Maryland game, I got totally screwed to pieces oh, on this one. 19.5-point spread, and they lose by 20. Meanwhile, they're winning like most of the game. I know. Like That pissed me off. But more importantly, Maryland is pretty good. Um, they got some pretty nice players on offense. They still hurt themselves with they shot. Shit. Yeah, they shot oh. themselves in the foot multiple times. That's why, they got, that's why they lost this game. But I was kind of impressed with them. That, that's actually what I took away. I'm like, this is not a fake Maryland team, although we don't think this is a premier Ohio State team. They yeah. played really good defense for a while, and they looked good offensively. Like, I'm, I was pretty impressed with Maryland, even though it got away from them at the end. So that one, to me, was, was nice. I put this one in here because I wanted to see where you're at. Okay, so Nebraska beats Illinois 20-7. to Does this? Yeah. I think it puts them. Yeah. It gives, they're 4-2 right now. I'm pretty sure they're four and two, or are they three and two? I think they're four and two. Let I think they're the four phone. and two. Does this, does this is this a small indication of Nebraska moving in the right direction? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, huh? This team lost to Colorado. It seems like to me, like now offensively, they're still a little busted ass. But I just thought it was a a, a decent win, and I'm looking and I'm saying, hmm. Are they? Are they kind Nebraska of? Nebraska is Nebraska is three and three. Three and three. Okay, they both came into this game two and three. I think that's what it was. So, so just, they have a buy. They have a buy this week. They have Northwestern at home. A win. That's a win. They have Purdue at home. That's a coin that toss. Should be a win. Eh. It's it home. I like them at it home. It should be. Yeah. It should at be. Michigan State, who's a grease fire, should be a win. Was that give them six right there? That would be six. That, that would be six. And then they have Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa. They'll probably lose. All three of those. They definitely lose at least two out of three of those. Although Iowa, who knows? But you never know. But even so, again for them, six and six would be a, a successful move forward. And they got lucky not playing. They played Michigan, but they didn't play Penn State or, uh, or Ohio, Ohio State. State. That's helpful. So anyway, I just looked at that and I was like, huh, maybe, maybe. You know, we like the coach. Think he's a good coach. Maybe he's got them moving in the right direction. Although, did you watch some of that game? I didn't, or very uh, little early. They're very. They're. They're. I mean, again. It's First year offensively, it's thin. They're just not yet. Yeah, it's very thin. Very they're not thin. very cohesive. Not a lot of. There's not a lot of like speed or talent and there it, on the offensive and side. And Illinois is awful. Right. But what I, I do be, like, I could be the year after they had last year. They're so bad. I know that's what a little is a little surprising last year. And I I pointed out to you that Bielema just looks like if he has one oh. more bite of a sandwich, he could just explode, uh, like literally just there? blow. Wow. They got to get him. They got to get him. On a nutrition plan Yeah, folks, when your neck is wider than your ears and it looks like your eyes are struggling to stay in your skull, you probably need to lighten up on, on the fried food or something. You know, like maybe to My just... My God. I don't know. I don't know. Too much cheese. Anyway, um, so that, that was one thing. And then the last one that I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> I, know you, I know Central Florida is not what the normal Central Florida team is and Kansas beat them 51 to 22, but... UCF can at least still score. 
Yeah. Kansas, again, this is two years in a row. Last year, I think they started off 5-0, and 6-0, and whatever it was. They're 5-1 and right now. Listen, uh, you know, we don't have to look at their schedule, but they need one more win to be bowl eligible. We, t- we at one point, spoke about their coach last year on a turnaround project mm-hmm. here, and he was doing a good job. But sometimes that happens. It's a one, you know, you have a good one year. Maybe you had a decent senior class. I remember last year they put up a nice fight against Texas, almost beat Texas. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to, like, a little corner of our eye just stays on Kansas. This guy's doing a pretty good job. This is two years in a row. They're off to really, really good starts. Let's see their schedule. And it's it's at least interesting to me, again, to hold UCF to 22 points. And to put 51 on a board yourself, um, Kansas is not bad. This is not the Kansas that we're used to seeing. This is a really kind of a competitive team. You're, you're not kidding. Kansas goes to Oklahoma State and is favored. That's something you don't see every Incredible. day. Incredible. Oklahoma State definitely having a down year. but Yes, they are. Then a bye. Then they have Oklahoma at home. It's going to be tough. That'll be fun. It'll be fun That'll to be watch. Fun. Should be a high-scoring high game. At Iowa State, Iowa State Should be down. a W. Texas Tech home. Win. Should be a W. Kansas State home. Toss up. Kansas State is not as good this year as they were last year. I'll give that even a toss up. So they don't play their rival. They don't play their in-state rival last week of the year. They play in the week before. And then they play at Cincinnati to end the year. That that's a tougher game than you think, but Cincinnati is not as good as they've been in the last couple of years. Correct. Dude, they could win eight games. Nine games. They sh- I think they should win eight games. Yeah. Maybe nine. Maybe they win nine games. Yeah, maybe nine games. That's wow. really something for them, bro. I, I, that, that's why it's – again, nobody gives a shit about Kansas. It just stuck out to me. I was like – I, no, I hear you. You know what? As I saw the score, and I was like, wow, they held UCF to 22. And then I went and looked at the record. I'm like, damn, the guy's doing it again. Off to a good I start. Mike, like, I sent Mikey a stat the other day about basketball schools being ranked. It's Kansas, Duke, I know. UCLA. <laughs> Kentucky's still hanging around there, maybe. It's like... Yeah, yeah. And North if Maryland, Carolina. If, Maryland, Carolina. if that Maryland game didn't get out of control, they might have been up there, too. Because they were undefeated going into that yeah. Ohio State game. Yeah, but they weren't so, even ranked at that point. I know, I know. Stupid shit. Anyway, uh, thin schedule for me, at least what I'm interested in yeah. this week. So what do you got? Same. I got kick it off the game of the week. Oregon at Washington. Yeah. Shootout? Um, I'm... The game is at Washington. I think it's a little more high-scoring there than it would have been if it was in Oregon. Oregon is not the greatest road team. Plus, uh, Washington did not play their best game last week. They they won against uh, who was it? Cal two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Last week. Yeah, Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Didn't play their greatest game. So um, I expect them to come out just flying around, dude. They are. I'm telling you, they have three receivers that are going to go in the NFL draft. Two of them are probably going to go in the first round. Yeah. And Michael Penix is just... is fantastic. Dude, uh, Joel Klatt was on TV yesterday just saying Michael Penix might be the actual best pure passer, best pure passer uh, in college football right now. Like, he puts the ball in the right spot every time, on point, on time, with zip. Like, he's really, really good. And that doesn't even get into his ability, his, like, escapability and all that kind of stuff. So, this would be, this will be an absolutely beautiful game to watch. What time does that start? 3.30, 3.30, Beautiful. Sir. Everybody in the country gets to enjoy this one. And it's beautiful. Off the off the water there. It's going to be yeah. nice and pretty. Yeah, it's nice. Awesome. Texas A&M at Tennessee. Can Might A&M ha- bounce back? Tennessee off a bye. Their, their quarterback's not great. 
has yeah, great moments, won't. has great highlights, but not great consistency. Look. Correct. Yeah, it should be a very interesting game. It's in Tennessee. You know, Tennessee may have had kind of national championship hopes, but then losing to Florida buckled them a little bit. Yeah. They could go on a nice run here, and you never know. If they end up in the SEC championship game, anything is possible. Correct. If you win, if you win the SEC championship game and you have one loss, uh, anything is possible. So they they got to play Georgia, so you got, you'll move a yep, lot up. They're still eligible. Up. Yeah. I wrote this one down because we're a little thin. <laughs> I, I got 5-1 Iowa at 4-1 Wisconsin. This game has 17-13 written all over it. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. All I would say is I, I like the Wisconsin coach. I think he does a great job. He's a great recruiter. Um, I think we'll see more of the fruits of his labor as seasons go on. But, uh, yeah, I guess it'll be it'll be physical, that's for sure. And if you watch going into the fourth quarter, is it at Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh, good. You get to see jump around as they start the fourth quarter, which as is a Big always Ten a guy, I'm interested a little bit because the West is not great. So yeah. I figured they're the best two teams out there probably at this point. So Yeah. Again, thin slate. Um, Auburn at 22 LSU, the LSU Jekyll and Hyde game. Do we have I mean, another shootout? Is it possible to have another I shootout? Know, I don't know if Auburn has the juice to have a shootout there. I think they want to keep it in the 20s if they can. But Is this game they, in LSU or at Auburn? Yeah. yeah. At LSU. Yeah. Tough, tough spot for Auburn. Tough spot to go on the road there. LSU just doesn't play great defense, but, though, but so who knows? Yeah, I wrote this down because this game's more about LSU to me than Auburn. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the LSU story. Like, who are they? So that'll be that. It'll be fun to watch for sure. Three rank versus ranks to end it here. Number ten USC at Notre Dame. Number twenty one. This game lost a lot of juice after Notre Dame going down last week and USC just escaping against Arizona. But yeah, the I, only thing I'll say that makes it interesting to me: number one, it's at Notre Dame. Number two, Notre Dame's strength is U is uh, USC's weakness. Like, Notre Dame can run the ball, and USC does not ta- – they just refuse to tackle. Um, USC can get after the quarterback a little bit, but they just don't tackle. Like, I, I, I it was funny because I heard people, uh, somebody on TV saying, like, boy, the defensive backs for uh, USC really aren't great tacklers. And my thought was, why are we always asking defensive backs to make tackles on running plays? Like, where's the front seven? Aren't you more yeah. concerned? Like, how come the front seven isn't involved in the running game, run defense? Like, isn't that a bigger problem? So, you know, you you mentioned how Notre Dame has a great uh, great left tackle. They usually, like, have a very strong running game, pound it out. If they can keep possession of the ball, they're at home, get the crowd on your side. You know, I don't know that they can really stop Caleb Williams enough, especially after what I saw last week against Louisville. But their strength is USC's weakness, and that's always nice at home. Yeah, and you know what? At night, um, I think it gives USC a chance to like get acclimated with the time. If yes. this was a noon kick or two thirty kick, I'd say it helps they, a lot. But, yeah, it helps but USC. A lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Notre Dame. I just think they have enough juice. They don't have enough at, go. Yeah, and who knows what their mindset is now? They're, they're two losses. They're cooked. I think even if 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 USC even just scores twenty eight points, which is not necessarily a great game for them. I think that's probably enough. I think it would be close. I think that might be like 28, 23, 28, 24 if they only scored 28. But yeah. I think that's enough. Well, now, if you're Notre Dame and you're the offensive coordinator, let it rip now with Hartman. It's, it, who, I don't who know do you what you've been waiting for. You have one either. of the best quarterbacks in the country, dude. I don't either. If you didn't see that in the first few weeks, I don't know what. This is what I'm saying. Like Sometimes coaches try to – they don't try to outthink think themselves. They just do. 
They're like, I have a system. We run our system. Dude, you have players. Use yeah. your players. Like, I think back to your day playing for me, like, when we had Troy Bruno. It was yeah. like, how many fucking ways can I get the ball to Troy Bruno? Like, right. split him out wide, hand it off to him, screen passes, running plate. Like, you you try to get it to your guy. Like, that's, yeah, you know, and you have a guy. Like, Notre Dame has a guy. Let him, let him play. It's weird. You know? I mean, we were talking early in the season about a Heisman Trophy candidate, at least. Maybe not Correct. winning it, but a candidate. And now you kind of buried him, which I don't understand, you know? So, no, it's. But if they cut him a little loose, run the ball, it could be interesting. It could be close for a while. I just think USC's got probably got too much firepower. Yeah. In the end. This game's weird to me now. Number 25, Miami at number 12, North Carolina. Um, well, so what's interesting about this to me is, like, I'm not even quite sure what North Carolina is. They've Correct. been winning a couple of those games. We're way closer than they should be against the, comp, you know, considering the competition they were playing. And if you take that boneheadedness out of the last game, Miami's been all – they've had a great start so far. Yes, that it, the game was closer than it should have been against Georgia Tech. Like, it shouldn't have mattered that you fumbled that ball. You should have been up by two scores, so then it doesn't yeah. matter. So the yeah. game was closer than it should have been. But That's if you true. really take that play out, they're what, 5-0, and 6-0? Yeah. So where's that game? Chapel Hill. Man, what time is that one? Is that a noon kickoff? I think it's a night game. That's that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. I don't really have a feel either way, man. Oh, I do. Um, you, might, you mean you might have something to say about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number 18, UCLA, Calisano's Fighting Bruins at DJ Uyagalele. Uyagalele. At number 15, the Beavers of Oregon State. I wanted to go to UCLA so bad when I was in high school. That was one of my like on Watch my wish list. On my wish list. Oh yeah, sure, for sure. Um, fascinating game to me. Oregon State is a really tough place to play. They run the yeah. ball really well, but that's kind of le- leads into UCLA's strength. But on the road, ha, ah, ah, I just can't see UCLA. This is to me. This is like almost similar in a different fashion, but similar to that Notre Dame USC game. I just don't know. I don't know that UCLA has enough firepower to keep up Oregon State. Oregon State can score, like they can score. So I like the coach at Oregon State. I just think this is a tough spot for UCLA on the road. I, I can't imagine them winning this game, but their defense is up there, man. And when you play good D, you're always in the game. And then if you're in the game, anything can happen. So is that a night game? Is that a 10 o'clock game? Oh, let me look. Hold oh, on, hold on, hold on. That's a 10 o'clock game. It's got 10 oh, o'clock dude. written all over it, watching that I game fucking, at 1 o'clock in the morning. I hope it is. Oh, watch your mouth. <laughs> so, Miami, North Carolina, 7.30 ABC. Great. That's a great game, folks. Get your get US, your eyes on that one. USC, Notre Dame, 7.30 NBC. Fun. WABC. UCLA, Oregon State, eight o'clock on Fox. Not bad. Okay, that's that's good. That's very viewable. Your night slate's not great this week. Nine forty-five, Boise State at Colorado State Ew. on FS1. Boise State's not what it used to be. And San Diego State at Hawaii at eleven o'clock, CBS Sports Network. I think I'm going to be at a local watering hole that night. <laughs> and, uh... Um, I had two other games that I wanted to mention. Yeah, Bob's tonight. No, I'm sorry. I take it back. Tomorrow night, Friday night, 
You have uh, Stanford at Colorado. I just want to see, you know, Colorado's the team to keep your eyes on these days. So we got to see Stanford is not good. Stanford stinks, yeah. Stanford is not good. Um, so this is a game that you should be watching and saying, Colorado should win. Are they impressive? Now, if they lose, monster problem. I, I really don't think they will. I think Travis Hunter's back this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they're um, going to try to push him. Yeah. They should win this game. You just want to see you want to see them look good, and this will keep them on track for being a bowl team. The other game I'm just interested in because of a game we spoke about earlier, that Ohio State-Maryland game, I'm interested to see how Maryland bounces back. You and yeah. I have seen this, this same scenario a million times. Underdog comes in, plays their balls off, actually has a chance to win. Then the 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 favorite kind of takes it away late in the game. How do you respond? The good thing for Maryland, and, and they're playing um, Illinois, which, as Illinois. you mentioned, is not a good team. So on a typical week, we would expect this to be a blowout for Maryland. But how do you respond after laying it all out there and coming up short, and now you got kind of a – a lame dog coming in. Um, if I had any balls, I would take Illinois because I, I just I can't see Maryland being up up again after after lack after last week. But they should. I don't even know. I I, I should have wrote down what the spread is. You know, they're, fourteen. They're definitely fair by double digits. I Two touchdowns. Before, yeah. yeah. So they sh- you know that's telling you they should win going away. Um, if they do, then it lends itself to what I said. Maybe this is a top twenty-five team. So that yeah. just was I, that's why I was just interested after coming off that Ohio State game. How did they respond? So, but right. like you said, yeah, it's kind of a thinner week. There's the big games are really friggin' big, um, but there's only a few of them. Yeah, that are like really worth talking about. NFL Week Five review. Give it to me. The Chicago Bears, their first win, and they win going away at Washington. Yep. Uh, you Last take a, night. you take a win. It was a shocker for most people because for what you said, it was at. Uh, Washington again I killed Justin Fields and deservedly so Um, he had a really good game running a ball throwing a ball I said the one thing I have said is if his number one read is open he's a pretty good thrower of the football Um, we I remember when he was coming out of college you and I talked about him and I said he's Cam Newton but a better passer Uh, and, and that's I still stand by that like if you really go and watch that game and you watch all you have to do is watch his helmet he yeah. looks in one direction and throws in that direction. What happened in this game was that when he threw there, he put it in really good spots and it worked out. Okay, so that's all that happened. It wasn't that to me. It wasn't that he did any better. If you really go look, a lot of the times the guy was covered and he just put it in a good spot and his receiver made it. You know, DJ Moore had a really nice game. Um, the one touchdown in the end zone, guy was covered, but he threw it back shoulder and the guy made a really nice catch over his shoulder for a touchdown i'm not trying to take anything away from him because like i said he really did make great throws but it was the same story the scenarios are exactly the same look to number one is is one number one open i'll throw it if not i start to panic and then it's run or get killed like it's the same thing over and over again so i didn't see anything different but you take the win right like it looked good you take the win Yep. And uh, and that's and, and and to me it was more a commentary on Washington. You could see Ron Rivera at halftime. He got interviewed after halftime on the way out to the field, and he's like, "I didn't say anything. I, I the guys spoke. Like it was they were embarrassed. He was embarrassed. Yeah. Like there's a reason you know Chicago stinks and they're trouncing you on your home field. You didn't show up. Right. You just didn't show up. This so yeah. we see this. You you know as we look through the season and then you look historically." 
Those London games, which you have another one this week, and Thursday night games. Almost always what you get is one team who looks prepared and one team who looks like they're still just getting off the bus. Yep. You know what I mean? And they get off to a really rough start and they just never recover. Happened with Buffalo against Jacksonville. Happened with Washington, no question. You know, very rarely on these specialty games are both teams ready to go. You know what I mean? One is usually just half asleep. And that was the case to me with Washington. Yeah. I don't suddenly think that Chicago's better than Washington. Probably will be the case tonight <laughs> with Denver. I totally agree, up. right? Um, speaking of, Jets beat the Broncos. Congratulations. I think it's one of those games you take, like, fields, you win the game, you move on. Yeah. Wilson, better in spots, still lost shaky, turned the ball over in spots he shouldn't be doing. Brees yeah. Hall looks great. Oh, my Defense, God. I texted, enough. I texted you, and I said, and I and again, I'm, gl- I, I'm glad you didn't take it as me trying to rub it in. No, I did not. I just saw no. the one play, the one, the breakaway where he just, and he was just gone. Like there's, n- yeah. there's nobody that was kept. And I'm like, whoa, like, okay, this kid is special. Like is league when you just forget about the jet connection. Like you just look league wide at running backs. There's not a, there's not a whole hell of a lot of home run hitters. A lot of really good running backs. There's not a lot of home run hitters. He's yeah. totally a home run hitter. Like, whoa, like super talented and coming off the ACL to be this good this quickly. Like, holy shit. Really, I watched really. with a bunch of Jeff fans, and they and they were like, "Man, he would have won. Under, he would have won Rookie of the Year over Garrett if he was healthy." I think year. totally. I think yeah. totally because they were as the season was going on last year, they were relying on him more and more until the injury, of course, yeah. right? Like they were really leaning into him, and he was producing. And what's crazier is that Elijah Vera Tucker gets gets hurt for the Jets, and they are still able to run the football. With all these backups now again, it's the same situation as last year. Second year in a row, he gets hurt in Denver, right? Didn't he get yeah. hurt in Denver last yes. year? Yes, yes, yeah. So, uh, encouraging sign. I actually was encouraged by by Zach Wilson. You're on the road, hostile territory, high altitude. Um, you know, you're coming off a good game, so there's a little more pressure than usual. People yeah. expectations were a little higher. And I'll say what I've always said again, similar to Justin Fields, um, when he. When he is decisive and lets her rip, he can fucking chuck it, man. Like, he can chuck it with the top guys in the league, like, as far as arm talent goes. Like, whoa. Like, it's really special stuff. Um, but they have offensive line problems, so he's always under pressure. And I'm going to get say what I said last week. I got to give Nathaniel Hackett some credit for putting a good game plan together as far as, like, keeping it simple for him, not making these long, complicated, drawn-out reads. They can't anyway because the line stinks. So... I've liked what I've seen. I, the red zone is bad. Like you got to get a couple more touchdowns. The game shouldn't even have been as close as it was because they were in the red zone multiple times. It got like no touchdowns. So, you know, that's a little problematic. But flip it my way. What do you think, Denver? They're going to tear this thing down. It looks like this is like a really tough spot because, as I said to you, like the whole Russell Wilson thing, it hasn't even kicked in yet. The real extension starts next year. Um. And because, like, most of that contract is guaranteed, I don't even know if you could move him, like, because you'd be... Oh. I don't mean him. I mean, like, you're going to try to get some tr- draft picks, trade Sutton, oh, man. Judy. I don't know because you have Russell Wilson. You're going to leave the cupboard bare? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to sell off Judy and Sutton and... And then draft two more guys. And then draft those guys again? And yeah. maybe those guys... I don't think those guys are the problem. They're not expensive yet. It's a weird. Sutton is Sutton. So they extended Sutton two years like last year. He's he's a little pricey. But, but how much is he making? 18? Yeah, 14, 15. Yeah, it's not even sure. like. 
the problem is like it's a okay. So here's what it Their was. Their defense is awful, dude. Here's what it was. Number one, Nathaniel Hackett didn't do as bad a job overall as we thought last year, um, because number two, which is the bigger point, this team was worse than we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like there were more problems. Like we thought. Like I mean this. I mean this for both of us. We thought. They were a quarterback away. They weren't. We mm. thought their defense was really good. I don't know what happened there. You could probably explain why the defense is so bad this year. So this is they, one of the worst defenses in the league right now. So they traded. Remember they traded um, uh, Bradley Chubb last year. Correct. They got a pick back. It's not like he's been a big producer in Miami either. He has not, which is strange. They lost two D tackles. They have no inside linebackers. They stink. They lost a safety in a corner, who are obviously very big pieces. Sertan's yeah. great, but he's on one side. Another guy, yeah. Um, I don't think they have any leadership. That's clear to me. Uh, they went out and they got Frank Clark, who's been hurt. Now they're going to trade him too. Like he's he's in the at the back nine too, and they had some guys they were high on. The guys were making plays last year. Like Kai that's Cooper, what I'm saying. And then like. They're just not doing it, dude. It's like, yeah. it's, but and Vance Joseph's scheme sucks. He's terrible. He's been terrible for years. I know. I don't what's, know. What's fascinating is I love body language. And as I watch week after week Sean Payton in these post-game press conferences, his body language is screaming, like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Like, I had – he really – I don't think he had any idea it was – it was as much of a rebuild as it is. And then when you think about what they've – here's the – maybe this is even even bigger problem. What they've given up, not only for Russell Wilson, but also for Sean Payton. People forget that they had to give up picks and whatever to New Orleans for Sean Payton. <coughs> you've, you've even lost some ability to do like a normal rebuild through the draft. So uh, it – there's a lot of problems there right now, man. I don't know. It's a tough one. This is a really a t- it's a real tough one. It's a real tough one. Because, again, you're talking about getting rid of some of the younger players that are like the guys that you like. Then what do you have? I know. You know and then, and know. then what, is, what does that say to Russell Wilson? Like, who are you throwing to? What are you doing? So, I don't know. There, I saw some it's signs from Russell Wilson that he made some nice plays, but. Yeah. Yeah, there's issues. There's definitely issues there. Like a lot of them. There's a lot. Yep. It's a lot. It's a bigger reclamation project than any of us really thought it was. I saved you last week from making a stupid pick. The Jaguars beat Buffalo in London. I You called this on the nuts. You helped me make my decision because of <laughs> the fact that uh, Jacksonville stayed in New England. I uh, stayed in England over, over the week. And then I hear on TV, I got to hear Colin Cowherd say, I don't want to hear it. That doesn't matter. Are you fucking serious? Oh, he's. <laughs> Are you serious that that doesn't matter? That's like saying home field doesn't matter. Like, so home field matters in the NFL. It matters they everywhere. Gotta him, they got to get him off the air. He's jumped a shark. Bro, it's like what I've noticed from him, I feel he doesn't do homework anymore. I feel he just kind of like wings it because he's become so popular and all power to him. Um, I feel like he's gotten so popular. He just says things sometimes and you're like, bro, what are you talking about? It's all just hot takes now. Anyway. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Josh Allen played a good game. It wasn't necessarily good him. Good second half. Good second yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but to me, it was just it was as simple as that. It was sleepwalking, jet lag, call it whatever you want. Like, they yeah. just, one team was ready to go and one team wasn't. They lost, 
They lost another key defender this week. I, I don't know how long they're gonna. It's Milano, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a great player. Huge, huge problem. Yeah, that's a huge problem. So tough one. So I'm not going to read too much into the loss for them. I still think they're one of the better teams in the AFC, but yeah. you know, now they dropped a three and two. I, I, I. If I take my Jets hat off for a second, I just analyze. I think that Jets loss is, could potentially come back to haunt them at the end of the I season. I agree. You can't lose. Especially once, Miami. Once Aaron Rodgers is out of that game, you got to find a fucking way to win that game, dude. You can't lose that game with Zach Wilson coming in cold as shit. You, you can't. You just can't. I I feel like, yeah, with Miami, Kansas City, Cincinnati looking a little bit better, that one loss, he just, mm, I think that could really hurt them at the end. If they're if they're like if they have to play a road playoff game early or something like that and lose it, we're gonna look back and say, man, if you just didn't yeah. lose it, like no one's gonna look. You lost to Jacksonville, who we think is at least a, <laughs> a, a good, a decent team. Playoff it was team. it was a strange game in London. No one's gonna look at that and say, oh, you fucked up with that one. No, no, no. But you lost to the Jets in Week One when Aaron Rodgers was done with in, with one series. You can't and lose they that game. They have to play Kansas City, Cincinnati, Chargers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, real quick, just want to acknowledge this: Patriots shut Dude, out. I, I put that one down. Holy shit! Um, this is just it, it is uh, to a team that the sweet side of the Saints and Car having trouble getting kickstart here. And good gracious! I man. remember a long, long time ago. You were a little kid um, when Don Shula came to the end of his rope, end of his string as the Miami head coach, and he just looked. I don't mean he physically looked old. He just looked outdated. Like he looked yeah. like he was coaching football from 20 years before it was being played now. And I'm starting to feel that way with Belichick. First of all, the guy's got like a sub, a 10 game under 500, something like that. Maybe 13 game sub 500 record without Tom Brady. I'm not trying to take anything away from the, the, the six championships and all that stuff. But the, 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 the kind of, uh, arrogance last year to have defensive guys as, as your offensive coordinator. You're you're running out of rope. Like you can only say I'm a six time champion for so long. Chuck Noll won championships and he got fired. You know, like uh, a lot of these guys with with different quarterbacks. Joe Gibbs won championships with different three different quarterbacks, and his yep. time ran out. Like you're you're not you know nobody wants to put up with it forever. You know, a kid who's 22 years old now was 15 years old the last time you won a championship. He doesn't give a shit about you, you know, because some of those championships, he was a little tiny kid. He's not looking like, oh, Belichick could stay as long as he wants. Fuck you. Like, no, we're here to win football games. So, sure. and even Robert Kraft has come out and said, nobody has unlimited time for, uh, you know, uh, for no reason. So there is absolutely as crazy as it is to say there's absolutely pressure mounting for bill bill belichick they look these are the two worst losses in his career as a head coach back to back like yeah that's not good folks not good pittsburgh sneaks by the ravens lamar was shaky wide receivers bad six drops two touchdowns guys multiple drops i gotta give lamar some reprieve yeah. here dude Mol one of them in the end zone right in this guy's face and he drops it balls on the sideline the more time nobody wanted to win that game it was like oh you take it you take it you take oh my God. i know a couple steelers fans are like oh what a great game i'm like no it was a shitty game it was a great <laughs> fourth quarter 
It was an yeah. awesome fourth quarter. I mean, it was an awful game for three quarters, like boring, punting, defense, just garbage, bad quarterback play, drops. And then the fourth quarter was ridiculously exciting. You know, TJ Watt starts making plays, the defense is making Crazy. plays, Pickett makes plays. You know, it it was a great fourth quarter and very typical Steelers, like play bad for three quarters of the game and then still find some way, keep plugging, keep plugging, keep plugging and find a way to win that game. It was ugly, but it's a win. Yep. Uh, Cowboys blown out. Jesus Christ. Back bad. Are the Niners the best team in the league? To me, there is no doubt right now of who the best team. Does that mean they're going to win every game or win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But, bro, and I'll repeat what I said last week. If you just think that Brock Purdy is just a system quarterback filling in nicely, he's really, really good. You didn't – and we were – Two of the very few people tooting Jimmy Garoppolo's horn, at least when he was healthy. You saw nothing like this with Jimmy Garoppolo. This kid doesn't make mistakes. Like he's he always throws to the right guy on time, on point. It, he really is Joe Montana. Like at least you know without the championship, he really is Joe Montana. Was undersized, mobile, but not a runner. Um, not a huge arm, but adequate, but smart and decisive and great anticipation. Brock Purdy's really good at all those three things. He's not as big as Josh Allen. He doesn't have the arm of Patrick Mahomes. He's not the runner that like Fields or Lamar Jackson are. But he does all those things pretty good. But between the ears, I was explaining to somebody, I said there was a quarterback for the Jets, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Chad Pennington, who probably couldn't break a pane of glass with a football. But he had he was so smart and had such great anticipation and great decision-making that he was a very successful quarterback for the Jets, and he probably would have been to multiple playoff runs if he wasn't constantly getting hurt. It's not so much it's what you do between the ears, how quickly you, you process and how proper and how correctly you process. And he does those things as well as anybody in the league right now, dude. Lots of teams have talent. They're not doing what he does without the mistakes, like no mistakes. Right. It's That's the even the most impressive part because he really has only had one camp where he was the man. Like last year, people remember, this guy was like third string quarterback, not getting any reps. So unbelievable. Kittle getting touchdowns. McCaffrey's just stud. D- there's a lot there. This is a really good football team. Really, good. Yep. really, really good football team. Yep. And that was as as complete a victory as you're going to see in the NFL. There was nothing, not a single fucking thing that Dallas did better than San Francisco at any point in that game. You have anything to add? Or we can move on this week. I just had Kansas City versus the Vikings here. That Kansas City won. You know, I will say I don't want to say comfortably, but you know they won again. They do what they do. They're not the explosive team that they've been, but they win football games and they're playing better uh, defense than they ever have in the Mahomes era. But to me, the interesting thing is the Vikings. They're now one in four. Four. Um, they play Chicago Bears this week, which I'm sure you know. Maybe we'll get to. Maybe we won't. But <clears throat> do they keep Kirk Cousins, or is there a trade available? I was listening on ESPN radio this morning on a way to work, and they're saying how the Vikings can get a number one pick plus picks for uh, uh, Kirk. for Kirk Cousins, 
And I'm thinking, normally, no normally you're right. And then I'm like, but who's their market? No way. Who who would trade for him? At this point, the only team that team the only type of team that would trade for him is a team that has true playoff aspirations. Or you're in the business of a long-term solution because you're not going to give up a one plus and not right. sign the guy. Correct. That's what I was going to so say. So there's yeah. like the Jets as a potential, although I don't think it's going to happen. That's not a Joe Douglas type move. There's the Jets. Outside of the Jets, I was Patriots? racking, I was racking no way, my brain right? the whole why would the Patriots do that? Exactly. You're done. You're fried. Your season's over. Like I just don't look I'm looking around the league and I'm like, not Carolina, not Houston, Colts aren't doing it. You know, Tennessee? Why? Why would they? They, they got, got a guy on an expiring they, and contract. They, and, they, and they drafted back-to-back quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. You know, Seattle's not doing it. Carolina? No. I Commanders mean, uh, like Arizona? Howell? No. What? Commanders like Howell? Yeah, they're not doing it. Why would they do it? I'm, look, I'm like, backwards? wait a minute. Who's I, don't right see, there? I don't see a market. I don't see a market for Kirk Cousins at all. So even if they wanted to, even if that was their plan, a, a one? I don't know that you have a trade partner. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know that you yeah. can find a team. Because all the teams that are really like playoff viable right now have quarterbacks. They have quarterbacks. Even like Miami yep. with Tua, you know, you name it. Like yep. Seattle has Geno. Geno again, seventy percent yep. completion percentage so far. Lions have Goff. Lions. Who you know, Chicago's not taking them. Green Bay no. is Green Bay is Minnesota gonna do a trade with Green Bay to help Green Bay? No. I don't think so. So like I'm trying I'm racking my brain. I'm like, I don't see the market. The Raiders? Maybe? Is that a possibility? Whoa, or in the jungle. So I just, while on the surface it sounds like, of course, Kirk Cousins is going to give you 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 30-plus touchdowns. Of course you're going to get a one for him. Who's buying? I, I just yeah. don't see, I don't see a buyer. So that's why that game, that I was looking at that, it basically knocks the Vikings out of, out of any kind of playoff contention. And then it becomes sellers. And even more so now because Jefferson is out for the next three or four weeks. Yep. I think at least four weeks, actually. I think they put him on the IR. They did. So, and you're going to play San Francisco next week, so you're losing that one. <laughs> so, you're two and six. It's a fire sale, but who's buying? Real, real quick, before we get on to the preview, Watson and the Browns, dude. What? The, what he's like, he's, he, didn't, he, he didn't practice. He refused. Like, what's going on? Is he on? playing this week? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. It's a bizarre thing. The one thing I'll give Cleveland credit for is they're keeping it incorrect. They're shockingly keeping this quiet. Like nobody knows what and nobody has an idea of what's going on. I did hear some whispers that Watson isn't happy with the Browns. Watson, Deshaun Watson should be on his knees with a mouthful of cock and balls Every with day. Cleveland Browns written all over yeah. it. Because yep. you're you're they're the only reason you're probably in the league right Amazing. now. Amazing, and you're gonna say I got a problem with the organization. What do you want to go back to Houston? Like this guy, is something else, man. Like, it, it, dude, it's incredible what happened to him. When's the last time you heard of a quarterback being a, a starting quarterback who's supposed to be your star, leading, you know, making more money than anybody else in the league, a healthy scratch? Have you ever heard you want, of that? Say what you want about Baker Mayfield and some of these guys. This guy would play with a broken shoulder, I, and Matt did. Stafford did play with a broken. Yeah, yeah. like, both of them did, dude. This is and and this is a guy that really should kiss his lucky stars. That's what I'm man. saying. Like yeah, that's what I mean. He no, I, I got a problem with the organization. 
should be Some blowing the organization. You should be going to church every day, doing the rosary, thanking God for how stupid the Cleveland Browns are. You want Stefanski gone? And it would, what, I don't know. Bring, what bring, bring, bring Bill O'Brien in? What, what there do you was want no do? details. It was merely he may be unhappy with the organization. With what? I. Anywho. Like, and you know what I say? I just want to bring that up because we. No, I'm with you on that because I say that's what you get to Cleveland. That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get. You reap what you sow, man. You Maybe reap what you sow. Psychopath. Brilliant. Good job. Uh, week six preview. I, I again light, light slate here too, bro. I got five written down. Seattle at Cincinnati. Seattle coming off a bye, three and one. Since he improved a lot better. For one game against a bad defense. Yeah, but... on the road though, that that gave a lot of teams trouble. So I take that you know for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the question of this game: is is Cincinnati back? Joe Burrow definitely looked better. He was a lot more mobile. Yeah. Actually, ran for a couple first downs. Yeah, and amazing when you get the ball, your best player too. What happened? Isn't right? that lovely? Fifteen catches, yeah. I think. Chase, Chase, yeah. uh, Jamar Chase has. Yeah. Yep. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. I may have a little. No, thing. no, no, no. Anthony Richardson. He's out. He's on the IR as well. We'll see him in a month. Gardner I am Minshew, the best. Player. I am just beside myself with how the likes of the morons on ESPN are just blowing Anthony Richardson. What an exciting, incredible prospect. He doesn't even complete passes at a 50% rate, folks. What the fuck are we talking about? We're six, weeks, over again here? we're six weeks into the season and he's been hurt twice. What? What are you watching? Is he an inc- insane physical specimen? Yeah. Is he is he just an absolute brick shit house? Yeah. Does he have a cannon? Yeah. Is that fun to watch? Sure. Would I want him on my fantasy team? Absolutely. Do I want him as my starting quarterback? Fuck no. Why would I want a guy who could barely scratch 50% completion percentage? Right. Like are you insane? Hello. Go ahead. And oh, by the way, has no history of throwing for better than 55%. If you look at him when he was at Florida, like, no, has no history of a high completion percentage. Oh, but the ceiling is so high. By what metric are you? Is that just a guess? Because he's big and has a strong arm? You're basing that on nothing. Literally nothing. Oh, my God. The Philadelphia Eagles take the chip up the turnpike and visit your New York Jets. This will not be a good week for the Jets because their offensive line stinks and their and the Phillies defensive line is insane. Zach Wilson, if I were him, I would fake an injury in the first quarter and just hold out for the bye week because it's going to be ugly. It's going to be re- unless somehow nobody really has run the ball against Philly, but if the Jets can, it's the only way they survive. This is going to be this is going to be ugly city. Ugly city. Got nothing on this one? I disagree. You think this is going to be close? I think Jets hang around. I can't see it at all. I can't see it at all because their weakness is Philly's strength. They, ugh, terrifying. If I, I'm not even kidding. If I were Zach, I'd be like, I'd like pull up lame or something. I pulled my pulled my left nut. Can't walk, coach. Like I just, <laughs> uh, uh-uh. yikes. Detroit. At Tampa Bay, I would have told you you're out of your mind if I t- in August I was going to bring this game up. That they both have Week a winning six. record? Baker playing yep. out of his mind. Jared Goff. Play well. Baker at the Red River last week. Fuck De- kissing De- babies. Detroit looks really good. 
I, I'm I'm so happy that we were right on this. Yes, and they how how good are they that they're winning games? And Amon Ross St. Brown wasn't even playing last week; he was out. Or Gibbs, right? I mean, whoa, Jared Goff is really good, dude. When you we're give him good. a good offensive, I'm line, happy. For, I'm happy for him. No mobility, right? He's got a little wiggle in the pocket, but that's about it. But His man, when line. you do give him time, he can. First of all, he's one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL right now. Like yeah. when he throws it thirty plus yards downfield it connects way more than most um but he's accurate as shit if you give him some time he can play he can really sling it man he really is better than you think or better than a lot of people thought i think they're defense seeing it now still, defense still improving with aaron glenn they're making absolutely plays. they get in the backfield dude hutch and uh, hutch and company dude incredible hey i will ask you i want to ask you a question on that one play where he had the interception he got yeah. whacked hard in the hip whacked. any whacked. any lingering issues with that that you've he heard missed, of he missed one play came and back he was in. back in okay yeah, all right because right. i saw that uh, when he got hit i was like i know Ooh. I, i'm like gonna he, be, get down I, really get, whacked him yeah, like he actually yeah. went flying and he, he got up so excited that I, I felt like it was the adrenaline was white but then when he got to the sideline he was limping a bit like, oh and yeah, i was like yeah. shit like that is kind of a scary hit so i was a little nervous about that but okay good great play though you read the screen he does it all the time good play dude good player does it all the time uh dallas at the chargers monday night football might have a little um, something to say about this one the chargers are a little oh, banged up do. as usual but dallas definitely licking their wounds so we'll see how they respond yeah, we, i have no i have no feel about this game i have a little Zero. feel but what do i always say i like to see elite teams coming off embarrassing losses i like to see them respond with with strong play right like that's that's more often than not what you see is if a good team gets embarrassed, especially in a primetime game. Like, it's national embarrassment. It's not the 1 o'clock embarrassing game. It's 8 o'clock or a Monday night embarrassing game. They usually respond with a, with a really good effort. So I would think that's what you should expect. I, I don't know that I have Cowboys as a, as a fully upper echelon team, but certainly defensively they are. So... You would want to see a team like that respond with a much better game. Yep. Yep. That's all I got, bud. Um, I have here Saints-Texans was only – it was interesting to me only because uh, Texans played at Atlanta last week. It was something that we talked about a little bit and I was interested in. Uh, they played uh, okay, but they're – Texans, right? Tex yeah. Texans, yeah. They played at Atlanta um, and lost. Because they just couldn't get any end zone. They got in the red zone a bunch of times. They couldn't get in the end zone. I know. I know. Uh, what the hell's the quarterback's name? Um, Stroud. Uh, CJ Stroud. Stroud. Played well. Had a nice – Had a. what I really liked was that at the end when they needed a touchdown drive, he got it. He he took them down the field in Atlanta and th then went down and got the field goal. But they're a different team at home. This is – they've won nice – they played really nice, great defense, and played better at home. This is at home. Saints are tough. Saints are fucking tough. So, nice test for them. That was the only other game that I had yeah. on there. Vikings-Bears is interesting just because of, like, you know, the trade value for Kirk. If they lose this, you know, do they start to really start to shop? Or is Justin Fields, was that a one-week thing? <coughs> and the only thing I'll say about Justin Fields this week, Brian Flores is a defensive coordinator for Minnesota. They do not have a particularly good defense, but he is a very creative coordinator. Yeah. Old old Belichick guy, and Belichick was known for giving real problems to young quarterbacks. Belichick, and, and he had a year under Tomlin, too, which is good. Yeah, so 
Flores's defensive style and and mixing it up against Fields, it'll be interesting to see if he can like confuse him and cause some turnovers and stuff like that. But that's it. Yeah. Peter. Yes. Can I hear some music, please? Let me see what I got here in the jukebox, Mr. DJ. There's always a little bit of a delay. I have the worst computer. Oh, there it is. It wasn't too bad today. It wasn't, ex- it wasn't oh. the <laughs> Last week, Scotty three and one, Peter two and two got screwed. Oh my god, the Maryland game! I really thought I was going to win that outright for a while, dude. I was hoping you were. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start. I'll What's my other I, loser? It was a college game? Oh, it was you know I know what it was. Mississippi State. Yeah, they, they didn't scored the forty like I said they were, but they didn't. They gave the up defense, too many. The, dif- the defense is in the locker room for half. You were three and one. I was three and one. I hit. Uh. I hit Arkansas, had that game pinned perfectly. Saints, not even sweat that game Oof. a bit. And your New York Jets, which I knew. I know, Denver I didn't like balls. that at all. Uh, and I had Purdue. I can't believe their offense didn't score 20 points in Iowa, and they lost by six. I had a what, what were they getting? Two. Okay, because I knew it was close. I didn't know if you covered. They gave up a 68-yard touchdown run to start the game. I'm like, oh, Jesus. This is all right, so you said we, we – I know. <laughs> You said we went 4-0 in NFL. You had the Saints and... And the Jets. You had the Dolphins and the 49ers. Correct. Okay. Oh, oof. you didn't really have yeah. to think about any of those. If you if you took uh, them, you didn't have to even watch. No, Holy shit. You, you, All right, crack, let's start. you, crack, you crack a beer and go, All oh right. God. Winning! All right. I, I did not like this week's slate. I had a tough, tough time. Um, I went ACC heavy, your neck of the woods. I'm going down to Tallahassee, and I'm taking the Syracuse Orange, getting 17 and a half. I kind of like this. Florida State is keeping teams in games. Their defense is not as good as we thought. Their star wide receiver is banged up, probably will not play. Syracuse can score. They give a lot of teams some trouble. Their quarterback's a very good player. Um, again, don't love it, but if I'm getting three touchdowns or two touchdowns and a field goal here, I think I'll, I'll take it. I don't hate that one, to be honest with you. This is a typical spot for the Florida State Seminoles to lay an egg, so... Win the game, but kind of ugly, maybe by 10, 34, 24, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to head out west for my first one. I mentioned last week that Washington State had a tough time against UCLA. I think they bounced back against Arizona. Arizona coming off a just heartbreaking loss to USC. This was the game that we were, you and I were watching at 1.30 in the morning. Yep. Um, they had a real chance to upset USC on the road. They stay on the road, I think, here, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Anyway, I like Washington State because I just I think it's tough. Like I said to you, I'm interested to see what Maryland does against Illinois. Come as Maryland comes off the tough Ohio State game, I don't know that Arizona can get up back to back weeks against you know better competition. So give me Washington State minus seven and a half over Arizona. They are home, buddy. Yeah, I I can't imagine them back to back road games. Heartbreaker last week. Very very tough spot for them. So Washington State minus the seven and a half. One I think it's a double-digit bone- win. One of the most boneheaded things I've ever seen was down in Coral Gables, Miami, Florida. Incredible. I heard a lot of guys. A quarterback had to come out, make a speech, talk to the team, went on all these radio shows. We're not losing the team. When that happens, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. There's, there's something not good going on in that locker room. There's something not good going on recruiting. People are pissed. There's an old there's an old saying in politics. If you're explaining, you're losing. There's too much explaining going on there. It's it's already a loss. That's well said. 
North Carolina's home. They have maybe the second, maybe the first, maybe the third. Who knows? But they definitely have a top three quarterback in the country. Mac Brown's been around a long time. Very good he coach. Smells where he can take advantage of somebody. I think this game gets ugly early. Give me North Carolina minus three and a half at home against Miami. I think the key to this game is what you just said. I think if North Carolina can jump on them early, the the wheels of time go back in Miami's head and they go back to feeling like shit at the end of the last game and it could the be if, if, the ship. if North Carolina gets up like two touchdowns early I think it could be like a 42 to 14 kind of game uh, so if okay. they get off to a good start I love that play um, I mentioned this team earlier Tennessee had a bye week last week Texas is coming Texas A&M is coming off a tough game physical game against Alabama I think Tennessee is a better team than, you know, the the loss that they had against Florida. They still are fighting for potential SEC championship here. The number I love, Tennessee minus three at home. I love this game. Give me Tennessee minus the three over Texas A&M. To the NFL we go. Indeed. You, you just brought this up a second ago on our last NFL preview. <coughs> Excuse me. The Minnesota Vikings are uh, in rough waters, as we should say. Make a little pun there. Being very kind. Uh, they have a top three player in the league out for a month. Kirk Cousins, is he, is he get traded? Is he not? Does his wife like New York? Does she not? What do you mm. want to do? Justin Fields and the Bears coming off the greatest game in the history of Chicago football. If you talk to the this week. <laughs> The MVP, the Justin Fields for MVP talk is back. I am taking the Bears, not so much because of the the Bears, oh but because there's a lot there's a lot of um shakiness in Minnesota right now. For sure. Ugly game. Bears either win by two or lose by two. Either way, I like getting two and a half. Give me the Bears plus two and a half. Okay. At home. I don't hate that one. And I will say this. The Chicago Bears defense has been better the last two weeks, especially last week. So there's some bright lights over there. Um, I'm going to go to the marquee game right off the bat. I, for the life of me, can't understand why uh, Justin Herbert and the formerly San Diego Chargers, I like calling them that better anyway, are getting two points. The Cowboys have shown. They are, huh? They're favored by two. Yeah, Cowboys are favored on the road. The Cowboys have shown no ability to beat winning teams, never mind on the road. Uh, This is a team who went to Arizona and got just blasted by the Arizona Cardinals. I don't get it. So, uh, again, this is one of those that Scotty would normally say, fishy, but it's a sucker sucker bet, and I guess I'm a sucker. So give me the Chargers plus two points against the reeling Cowboys. I agree with you. I think it's fishy the other way. I think, like, the it's Chargers, just, like... Why yeah, on like, earth? I, I don't get it. Although you and I hate Staley, so this is a, probably a spot where he lays a fucking egg and finds a way to lose by a field goal late. Yeah, like, bye week, they're playing croquet week. <sighs> they don't do nothing. It's like, he's going for it on fourth and six on his own 42. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. So Guaranteed. he'll, fi- he'll find a way to blow it and make me look bad. Yeah. You're but I love this about, spot. You're going to wake up the four text messages from me at like fucking 11 o'clock that night. Yeah. Philly's a jerk. I got to be honest with yeah. you. You're going to give me the Chargers at home getting points against almost anybody in a league. I'll probably like I'm, I'm at least considering it. Like I don't really care who they're playing. If they're playing Buffalo. Yeah. If they're playing. I'm, they, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm at least they got to take Chargers. Like what? I Weird. So weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm a moron. I'm, I'm, I'm a dummy. I got no hair. So 
Chargers plus two. Um, again, hated this slate. I'm going to Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield versus Jared Goff. Fun game, by the way. Way more fun than anybody would ever have expected when the season started. Fun game. I love getting three and a half here from the home team. Baker off a bye. Get a little healthy. Mike Evans was limping a couple weeks ago. Defense, you know, flying around against a good Lions team. They need to take a rest. I don't know if they win, but if you're giving me a fucking field goal and a hook, I think I want to take it there at home. So at a 4 o'clock, 425 slate line, fucking Prime time game. Uh, it's beautiful, man. Prime time game. Give me Tampa plus three and a half. I tell you what, man. You definitely, to me, feel like you always have the balls of your picks. Very rarely do I have something I'm like, oh, I'm not, that's a ballsy one. Like, that's a ballsy pick. This is, you know, despite their record, like, I think most people think Detroit's definitely better than Tampa. So, yeah. But yeah. the road is tough. The road is tough. Um, I'm going to stay down in Florida with you. Uh, Gardner Minshew plays really well, and he always fills in and makes their team makes a team competent. Wherever he's been, whether it's been Philly or Jacksonville or wherever he's been, and even with Indianapolis last week, the guy just looks good. Like He looks like a good quarterback. But that's at home a lot of times, and when they're on the road, it's a little different story. Jacksonville comes home from London after two weeks. The best part of that is that they come home. They don't go to London for two weeks and then have a road game. They're coming home. Uh, that game could have been even worse. Jacksonville could even have a better record because they've, they've dealt with some dropsies throughout the season, shockingly enough. So I'm going to take the Jags minus four. I know the Colts play have played well. And what's interesting to me about the Colts is that their defense has been maybe the most impressive. It's kept them in most of these games, even though they shouldn't be. But I'm going to take the Jags minus four over the Colts. I'm with you. This was a kind of a tough week. The, the Lions yeah. seemed pretty darn sharp. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with that. So my two picks for today are uh, Washington State at home minus seven and a half against Arizona. And the Tennessee Volunteers minus three against Texas A&M. In the NFL, I got the Chargers plus two. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. Chargers plus two at home against the Cowboys. And the Jags minus four at home against the Anthony Richardson-less Colts. <coughs> In college, I have the Syracuse Orange plus 17.5 at Florida State. North Carolina minus 3.5 versus Miami. The Chicago Bears plus 2.5 versus the Vikings. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 2.5 versus our second favorite team, the Detroit Lions. I love it. Now, listen, between our picks themselves and the information that we're giving out during our previews, people are raking in the cash, man. Raking in the cash. It's been a good month and a half. Off of this podcast. So we offer you nothing but the best. We got some trivia. Everybody's been waiting for the trivia. We have trivia. Let's do it. We're back to college football. I'm coming off my best week of trivia, by the way. At least in a while. I think maybe ever. I was more or less. You were waking up with a hard on all week. Ready to go. I I woke up with just trivia. I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) What team has been to the most bowl games? Alabama. Texas, USC, Nebraska. Oh, boy. I'm going to – I'm kind of, like, caught between USC and Texas, which means it's probably neither of those. Nebraska has been so thin for a while, but they were so good forever. Oh. I'm going to say Texas. 
Alabama. Of course. Son of a bitch. And we're back. <laughs> back on schedule. <laughs> Damn it. The team that has won the most overall conference championships. Michigan, USC, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Shit. I'm going to say uh, Oklahoma. Yes. Hey. You would be correct, sir. So it was All Nebraska right. up until they fucking shit their pants the last 10 years and Oklahoma passed them by. And then also Nebraska changing conferences was a mistake. It was the way. biggest mistake uh, maybe of anybody ever. All they have to show for it is the money. That's it. It's the only thing they have to show that's for it. it. Their sports and you, are. And if you told all, if you told their loyal fans, what would you rather to dominate the Big Twelve or whatever? And go, it's of course. ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny. You get the money, but now you're totally irrelevant. I mean, it's in scary. every way, shape, or form, you're irrelevant. Vanderbilt. I'm sure, you've heard of them. The Commodores has a winning record against only one SEC team. Oh my God. Who is it? Alabama, Auburn. Kentucky, Missouri. Now, what's interesting about this question is that of all those teams, Missouri has only been in the conference for, well, has been in a conference for significantly fewer years than everybody else. Correct. And they're not always great, but Kentucky for a long fucking time was the worst. I'm going to say Kentucky. I would have said Kentucky too, but you it's Auburn. You suck! No way! Yeah, they have imagine? a winning record against Auburn. They barely play them. It's it's crazy. But I, the other guys that, I know. Wow! I know. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I would have thought there was a two two part answer. There was I one of believe. two. No kidding! Yep. Wow, and that one's really a shocker to me. That one's a shocker to me. I thought it was a kind of a coin toss. Yeah, you can't be sad at that one because no. No, one, no, I'm okay to... because yeah, like you said, you even would have thought. Yeah. I could have seen Missouri only because they've only been in the league for what, twelve yeah, years, like, fifteen like, two years, two and one, two and one, one way or the other, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah and like, if you like factor in like the Jake Cutler years or something like that, like maybe yeah, they had yeah, a yeah. winning record. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit. I would never, ever, ever have said Auburn. That is a traditionally phenomenal, you know, good fantastic, good team, national yeah. championships. I would have, dude. I, wow. That really shocks me. That was a good <laughs> one, dude. You got me. That was a, Thank you, buddy. Really good question. All right. Uh, what the hell is this one? Is this 118? 118. 118 in the books. We are rolling great games this weekend to pay attention to, especially in college football. Um, God, UCLA, Oregon State. You mentioned Oregon versus Washington, which is absolutely the marquee game, plus Notre Dame, yeah. Notre Dame, USC. Um, all have national championship implications, so keep an eye on that. So we'll see what happens for Scott Bracey and Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. We'll catch you guys next week. Later.